Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of JF Believers Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and click subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. Mark chapter 9. Verse 7 of our text reads, A cloud came, overshadowing them, and a voice came out of the cloud, saying, This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Now that's a profound message that was delivered there on top of that mountain. It was not the law and the prophets that held the answers to life. No, it was Jesus. It was and is him that we are ultimately to hear. Now, this is the second time God spoke from heaven to declare that Jesus was his son. The second time God declared that Jesus was the earthly embodiment of God himself. Verse 8 says, suddenly looking around, they saw no one with them anymore except Jesus only. You know, when everything else is said and done, it is always just Jesus who is left standing. What more needed to be said? Verse 9 of our text we read, As they were coming down from the mountain, He, Jesus, commanded them that they should tell no one what things they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. And they kept this saying to themselves, questioning what the, quote, rising from the dead, end quote, meant. Jesus herein asked his boys to keep these events a secret for now. Apparently, Jesus felt it necessary to have some information divulged only to his inner circle and not readily available to the masses, at least at this point. Now, we know that the time would come that this truth would be available to everyone. But it seemed Jesus wanted to be sure that nothing would deter his mission and his calling. So for now, he entrusted himself only to them. But even yet, their understanding herein was not complete. They apparently didn't fully understand what he meant by rising from the dead. They would, however, put it all together pretty quick. Verse 11 of our text. They ask him, saying, Why did the scribes say that Elijah must come first? And he said to them, Elijah indeed comes first and restores all things. How is it written about the Son of Man that he should suffer many things and be despised? But I tell you that Elijah has come, and they have also done to him whatever they wanted to, even as it is written about him. Now this passage gives us the idea that the apostles, well, they were confused. I mean, they knew enough about prophecy to know that Scripture said Elijah was to come again and would come before the Messiah would appear. So what was up? Jesus explains here. He points out that Elijah, well, he did come. He came in the person of John the Baptist. You can check that out in Matthew 17, 13. Now, please note, this does not mean that John was somehow the reincarnation of Elijah. But he was rather one who ministered, quote, in the spirit and the power of Elijah, end quote. Check that out, Luke 1, verse 17. Verse 14 of our text says, Coming to the disciples, he saw a great multitude around them, and the scribes questioning them. Immediately all 
The multitude, when they saw him, were greatly amazed and running to greet him. Greeted him. He asked the scribes, what are you asking them? One of the multitude answered, teacher, I brought to you my son who has a mute spirit. And wherever it seizes him, it throws him down, and he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and wastes away. I asked your disciples to cast it out, and they weren't able. Ah, down from the mountaintop and right into the valley. Jesus here and asked the boys what's going on, but notice he received no answer. But I guess that never stopped Jesus before, and it didn't this time either. Jesus and his inner circle came down from that mountaintop experience only to come upon this issue, which apparently was one that was beyond the apostles' power to handle. Well, imagine that. The apostles clearly had not yet learned to stand on the promises and power of God and to do so without Jesus physically with them. They had not yet learned to, quote, walk by faith, end quote. Verse 19, he answered him, Unbelieving generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Now the problem here was that the apostles, they tried to cast the demon out of the boy. But what they should have done in this case was take the boy to Jesus. Come to think of it, I think that's always the answer. The answer to their faithlessness was not to somehow muster up some power to heal, but rather to bring the boy to Jesus. That was, and is, the manifestation of true faith. Note that their lack of faith grieved Jesus. There's no reason to think that our lack sits upon him any differently today. The Father, he was unbelieving, the crowd was unspiritual and worldly, the disciples were ineffective and powerless, and the religious, well, they were self-centered and critical. It seems everybody failed. Well, everybody but Jesus. And Jesus takes the opportunity to address the whole of mankind, not just his apostles. A teaching moment for creation, it seems, and a well-deserved scolding, no doubt. Verse 20, they brought him to him, and when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him, and he fell to the ground, wallowing and foaming at the mouth. He, Jesus, asked his father, how long has it been since this has come to him? And he said, from childhood. Often it has cast him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Please note it's not positive thinking that brings the power of God into action. It is rather our humble seeking of God's rescue that brings him to us. In fact, it's not so much our faith at all. It is the object of our faith that saves us, and that object is God himself. You need to realize that Satan longs to destroy you. He will hurt you if he can. In fact, he wants to destroy anything that God created, most of all the truth. This father, it seems, had arrived at that pinnacle turning point in his life. He sought out Jesus to come to the rescue. I think this is the faith at its root. 
Verse 23, Jesus said to him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Now, part two on this journey of faith, we read, if you believe. So the belief that Jesus was seeking was not that which we might suppose. It wasn't whether this man believed his son would be healed, but whether he believed in Jesus to handle the situation. That was our daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Pastor Tim or JF Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.